At Bush Gardens Christmas Town, rekindle the spirit of holiday traditions for you and your family. Save a refreshing Coca-Cola while you delight in over 10 million twinkling lights and new holiday shows. Cherish the moments as you visit Santa and Rudolph and immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays shine brightest at Bush Gardens Christmas Town. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now, tickets as low as $39.99. Hurry before prices go up. Restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it, all on the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are part of the Brawl Network. Follow us on Twitter, at Network Brawl, and me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and all over the other social Entities as well for my 9 Minute with Mike Lindsley segments, ML Sports Takes, you name it. And on Instagram, Mike L Sports 1979 I'm always open to direct messages for topics or ideas or feedback on the show. I'll definitely read your comments aloud as well. And the ML Sports Platter is presented by Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning with Brian Conboy. Go ahead and hit him up. Advisors.massmutual.com. That's advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy can help you out with your financial future. Certainly, we're happy with where we're at with Brian. Maybe you have a youngster going to college or you're trying to plan your retirement. It's worth it to go with Brian Conboy. Advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State is also on Facebook and on LinkedIn. A big tip of the cap. Thank you as well to Ken's Auto Detailing, Axe Exotic Pets, CNY Electrical, and our good friends at Sit Means Sit Dog Training. Go ahead and log on to sitmeansit.com. Find your location, of course, and if you're in the greater central New York area, it's Syracuse's best dog training. Free consultations are available now at sitmeansit.com. It is an absolute treat to bring onto the program a long-time play-by-play man in the world of basketball, primarily now for the Toronto Raptors on TSN and NBA TV Canada. Also does some college basketball talk on TSN as well. He's a former head coach of Niagara University. Uh, I remember him calling games uh, for the Atlantic 10 when I was at St. Bonaventure. Just an all-around good dude, and you can follow him on Twitter as well, at HelloJack. That's right, it's at Hello, and then two extra O's, and then Jack. So, at Hello Jack, the official account of the great Jack Armstrong. Jack, it's so great to catch up again, man. Last time I saw you was, I think, uh, probably almost, I guess, 20 years ago at the A-10 tournament, uh, and and many times down at St. Bonaventure, where I know you have a lot of memories, man. Welcome aboard. How are you? Oh, my pleasure, Mike. Glad to be on. So I want to just start, you know, first, you know, in, in, in your world now, I mean, obviously this is a much different time calling games and no fans and all the rest. Um, was it a quick adjustment for you? How did you adjust? You know, what's it been like? Uh, it hasn't been easy. Uh, this is the second time now. Uh, you know, we did the bubble games remotely yep. uh, from Orlando, and now we're doing them again. Uh, we're doing all 72 Raptor games from Toronto because Toronto obviously is in Tampa. That's their home this year. And uh, so we're the only team in the NBA without a home court, and we're the only team in the NBA not able to broadcast games from their home site. So it's been difficult. Now, I've had experience in the past. Uh, you know, calling games for Canada when they're trying to qualify for 
uh, the World Championships and the Olympics and FIBA and things like that. You do that in the summer. And uh, so I've done it before where you call games off of a, off a monitor. But quite frankly, it's no fun. Uh, and it's a completely different challenge. And you really got to keep your energy up. And I try to stand throughout the game uh, just to keep myself engaged in the game. Because if not, uh, if you're sitting at home, uh, it's hard enough to feel any enthusiasm watching it on TV with no fans. Um, you know, the people calling the game got to show some life and some pop. So uh, I've been trying to do that. It's a it's a challenging experience, but, you know, it, it's all part of continuing to grow and continuing to get better as a broadcaster. And uh, so it's been a nice challenge. I'm wondering, you know, a couple of years ago when the Raptors won the NBA championship, how, what do you think that did for... Canadian basketball, global basketball, the NBA. Um, what do you think the impact of that win really, really was? Well, you know, from a Canadian perspective, I think it, it'll be interesting, like, to see where it all goes. Um, you know, I, I, this is my 23rd year with the Raptors. My first year was Vince Carter's first year. And you look at the fact that Canada is number two in the world in representation in the NBA. Uh, I think a lot of that had to do with just the excitement that Vince Carter created and a lot of those young kids uh, that are in the NBA now and even the WNBA and playing overseas are kids that were influenced by the explosion of basketball in Canada. Uh, so to me, I think that's that goes hand in hand. You know, now the fact that the Raptors won a title in 2019, I'm really curious to see the impact it's going to have five years from now on those little girls and little boys that were impacted watching every game and now, uh, you know, maybe decide to not put on a, a pair of skates and, and put a stick in their hand and play the Canadian game of hockey and instead go out and play basketball. Uh, so it's fascinating. Uh, but to me, it, it's been a, an amazing ride. I mean, uh, basketball is the fastest growth sport in Canada right now. Uh, and, and, you know, I think the sky's the limit. And the Raptors have been here, the NBA's been here for 26 years. Unfortunately, we lost the Vancouver Grizzlies to Memphis. So we got one team. But uh, the whole country gets the Raptors. Like, I did the game last night uh, against Milwaukee. Tonight, I have another game. The Raptors are at Minnesota. And every one of our games is on national television, coast to coast in, in Canada. So uh, it has great impact. And uh, it's really exciting to see where the game's going. I think it's awesome. I think that Canada having, you know, Raptors as the country's team in hoops, the Blue Jays as the country's team in baseball. Um, we know hockey has <laughs> several more, but I like that. I think it's cool. It's such an identity. It's such a such a model for people to, to rally around. Jack Armstrong with us, of course, the amazing play-by-play man, Toronto Raptors, TSN, NBA TV Canada, and college basketball analyst through the years. Uh, Niagara University, what do you remember most about those days, right? Like uh, 89-ish to 98 or so, you had a really, really awesome run, um, 100 wins with the Purple Eagles, and and I'm sure uh, some uh, uneventful or eventful, should we say, trips to Olean during your time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, things. Number one, uh, obviously I lost more than I won. That's why I'm not a coach anymore. I'm in broadcasting. <laughs> uh, and part of it was those trips to only in the place, a Bonaventure. Uh, uh, I used to love it, though. 
You know, uh, I, I think uh, there is nothing greater than the challenge of playing on the road, and there's nothing greater than that than winning on the road sure. when you have all those obstacles. So, uh, to me, I have incredibly fond memories of, of playing at St. Bonaventure. The fans are so passionate. Uh, I was on a podcast with a few St. Bonaventure students a few weeks ago, and I said to them, and I really mean this, uh, you look at Mark Schmidt, who's the coach at St. Bonaventure, and uh, I think pound for pound, uh, he does as good a job as any coach in college basketball in the United States. Uh, I'm shocked that you know some of the power conferences, uh, the schools haven't gone after a guy like this. This guy is an absolute hidden gem. Um, you know, to, you know. I mean, and, and you're a St. Bonaventure grad. You know the challenges and difficulties of recruiting the whole in, and you're in the Atlantic Ten, which is one of the best conferences in the country. And to win uh, on a very consistent basis year in, year out, uh, there's something to that. And, uh, you know, all these search firms that get involved in these searches for coaches get all caught up in the sizzle and the sexiness of a candidate and some former Duke assistant or Carolina assistant, whatever the case may be, and they try to win the press conference instead of saying, you know, who are the best coaches out there and, uh, you know, we got to go find them. And, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to coach against John Beeline uh, when he was at Canisius. Uh, you know, he had come from Lemoyne. Yep. And John wasn't a big name. And John is, you know, John's a phenomenal coach. And I, I, I look at Mark Schmidt in that same way that uh, I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. I don't think the people in only and all. I think they're very appreciative of the great job he's done there. And uh, I'll tell you what, you look at the job he did, he's doing you look at the job that Jim Barron did uh, before that. I mean, it's just remarkable uh, what these guys have done because you have teams uh, with greater facilities, greater location, bigger budgets, you name it, that can't even come close to performing the way St. Bonaventure has with Mark Schmidt as their coach and back in the day Jim Barron as their coach. Yeah, Jim Barron, that was my time. I was there 98-02 to and... I saw you come down a lot, uh, you know, calling games and, and the rest. And it's a special place. I mean, the, the gym's a special place. The RC, you know, the the, the campus, the people. Um, I've always said that Bonaventure people treat the program, you know, that it's basically like like our Duke. We treat it like a big national program because it's it's kind of like a mini cult, you know, and we're everywhere for being such a small school. But uh, but but really love the the things that you said. Uh, about SBU, you, you go back a ways in the A10, though. I mean, you're you're a Fordham uh, grad. You're you're obviously a, a New York. Uh, you were born in Brooklyn, uh, stayed uh, in New York to go to Fordham, and Fordham has an unbelievable broadcast school. Obviously, so many have come out of there. Um, was it important for you to stay in New York to be so close to the mecca of sports? Is that one of the decisions that you know that that that, that made you stay at home and go to Fordham? Well, I didn't play in college, so what I did was I, I had the opportunity to go back and coach at my high school. And that's how I got started, actually. Uh, you know, I was coaching some CYO ball, and then I got started as a high school coach at Nazareth High School in Brooklyn. And uh, and then uh, the fact that I was coaching there and coaching in the Catholic High School League in New York, which at the time was probably the most highest-powered uh, league in the country, uh, it allowed me, as a student at Florida, uh, to be hired by Tom Penders, who was the, went on to coach uh, Rhode Island, Texas, sure. Houston, George Washington, who, you know, he's, he's 
being inducted in the College Basketball Hall of Fame and one of my mentors. And uh, um, so it was just a great opportunity uh, as a young guy to work as an assistant at Fordham. I got my bachelor's there in history, and I got a master's in communications. Quite frankly, I had no interest whatsoever in ever getting into TV or radio. All I ever wanted to do was coach. The people say, wow, you went to Fordham, you know, uh, Vince Scully, Mike Green, Michael Kay, Bob Papa, yada, 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 all the different people that are, uh, have done really well in, in broadcast. And you got an Alan Aldo, had an amazing career as an actor, Denzel Washington, to name a few. So uh, that was not my focus whatsoever. Uh, I just kind of fell into it. Uh, I kind of get thrown off a turnip truck and get fired as a coach. And now what are you doing next? And people say, well, you have a master's in communications from Fordham. And, uh, but, you know, I never thought I'd use it. Uh, and, and to me, it, it's just been, uh, it's been a great ride. Uh, the opportunity to, to coach at Fordham was a great thing. Uh, they're going through tough times right now. They're in the midst of a coaching uh, a search. And, uh, you know, their, their athletic director, Ed Cull, will figure it out. And, uh, uh, you know, they've, they've fired their last five coaches. So uh, they need to get it straight there. It's been a long time of losing. When I was an assistant there, uh, we were in the MAC conference. And quite frankly, uh, you know, you look at where things have gone the last 20, 25 years. They went from the MAC to the Patriots to the Atlantic 10. Uh, they got to figure out who they are and where they're headed. And uh, I think they're in the midst of trying to figure that out now. Uh, it's taken a long time. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at the fact that Fordham is in New York City, and it's a wonderful Jesuit university, and uh, they have underperformed, where I think St. Bonaventure, in many ways, you look at them and you say, how can they do it and we can't? And I think uh, they have to figure that out. And uh, part of it is, you know, uh, you know, a lot of times people get so caught up in, in hiring the coach, and I think that's important. But institutional commitment is as important, and making sure you have the fit uh, in place. So uh, there's a lot of moving parts there, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm excited for them, and I hope they get things turned around. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshall's. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts in response to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Jack, I wanted to close just with maybe a couple of your thoughts on on the state of the NBA. Um, how healthy do you think the game is now and and moving forward? And, and inside that, you know, I'm not a diehard NBA guy. I don't watch games in full a ton every night during the regular season. I catch more highlights and boxes and certain things. I do get into the playoffs late last year. I didn't as much for other reasons. But I do love the star power. I love huge matchups. I do like the postseason. I love when the defense comes into it a little bit more. 
I'm a diehard Steph Curry fan. Love LeBron, obviously. Uh, Giannis is terrific. How about the state of the game? What you see, you know, the stars out there. Just kind of have the stage on where we're at with the league now and moving forward. Uh, two things. One, uh, I would say that if you asked me this question like last March 7th, before the pandemic, I would say the NBA is booming. The NBA is doing great. Uh, yeah, we had our, a few challenges a year ago uh, before the pandemic, uh, but got through them. Uh, but nonetheless, it was headed. It was really, really good, really good. Uh, and then the pandemic hit, and I thought they did as good a job as you possibly could pulling things off in Orlando. Um, and you know, I, I think right now it's. I've been through two lockout seasons in my 23 years in the NBA. I would say this year even more so than those two lockout years, it's been really uncomfortable and kind of weird uh, being able to predict what I'm seeing every night. And you, you wake up the next morning, you go, what happened? How'd that team beat that team? And uh, it's just a lot of teams haven't hit their stride. You have your classic injuries, but you also have health and safety protocols, which are, which are very important. Uh, and you have guys missing games because of that. And then you have the wear and tear of having to play 72 games in a condensed period of time, and you're going to have fatigue and sometimes scheduled losses um, that really uh, create a problem in terms of trying to really get a sense of who's good. So with that being said, I think that the league currently is a byproduct of the challenges of, of the pandemic. Uh, that being said, number two, I would say if we get through this, uh, and please God, we all do. Um, and the vaccines work. Uh, and we're able to get fans back in buildings, and we're able to resume somewhat whatever that new normal is going to be. Uh, to me, I think it's uh, it's a league that is smart, progressive, and uh, forward thinking, and we'll figure out uh, the next steps that need to be taken uh, to go forward. Uh, I, I just I trust the leadership. And I trust the, the ownership groups, and I trust the Players Association from a collaborative partnership that there'll be moments of tension and there'll be moments of disagreement. Uh, but I, I do think, unlike watching baseball and, and baseball, the challenges they have, and they're probably going to have with the upcoming labor agreement or lack thereof, uh, you know, baseball completely shot themselves in a foot a year ago when, you know, they kept delaying the start of playing, when they could have had a month to have the entire country to themselves, they totally messed up, and they can't get out of their own way. And when I look at the NBA, kind of like the NFL, uh, you can be critical of certain things, but when it's all said and done, uh, they're outthinking most people. Yeah, that's an awesome answer. Jack Armstrong, amazing play-by-play uh, -play man, of course, Toronto Raptors, TSN, NBA TV Canada, college hoops analyst through the years as well, TSN, you name it. And you can get him on Twitter at HelloJack, and that's at Hello, add two more O's, Jack. It's the official account of Jack Armstrong. Jack, this was incredible. So nice to catch up with you. Uh, I have great memories of, of chatting with you. Uh, at Bonnet Games and, and A10 Games, and, and just thanks for coming on and, and everything that you've done on my shows, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure, and I hope uh, hope you, you continue to have continued success with the podcast, and uh, hope our paths cross again, and go Bonnies. 
Basketball fans with March Madness around the corner, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering new users to bet a buck and win 100 on any college or NBA game through February 28th. Bet a dollar, win 100 on any college or NBA basketball game. All college and NBA basketball games starting between 214 and 228 and first-time DraftKings depositors only. You can make a deposit basically of $5 plus into your sportsbook account. Following deposit, place a bet of at least a dollar on a money line or spread for any college or NBA basketball game that starts between 214 and 228. If the team you bet on hits a three-pointer during that game, you'll be issued a $100 bonus. Bet must be placed prior to the start of the game. Bonus paid as four $25 free bets. Free bets valid for seven days. Failure to use the free bets will void the award. Free bet amount is not included in any returns or winnings. Free bet also not redeemable. For cash, non-transferable, and non-refundable, one qualifying bet per user, and it excludes live bets, parlays, free bets, cash-out bets, and voided bets. It must be in Colorado, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Iowa, New Jersey, Illinois, Virginia, Michigan, Tennessee, or West Virginia. Get involved today with our friends from DraftKings. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Let's bring in our second guest for this podcast. Jack Armstrong was amazing, and and this next guy's going to be pretty darn good as well. What a career he had in Major League Baseball with the Mets, Dodgers, Giants, and the New York Yankees. He is a four-time World Series champion, an eight-time All-Star. He slugged 335 home runs. And how about this? He had an even 1,000 RBI in his career, and now... He has a brand new book out. Go get it. Major bookstores and online where books are sold. It's called Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. It's the great Daryl Strawberry. Straw, welcome aboard, man. Thanks so much. It's been a little while since I saw you in Cooperstown a a couple of summers ago. Thanks for jumping on. Well, thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been in Cooperstown, you know, and I think it's been a while since anybody's been there. Uh, No Cooperstown this past year, and who knows if it's this year, you know. Yeah, let's let's get into the book. I mean, turn your season around. Um, what's what's the message you're trying to get to get across here? How God transforms your life, and I know that you have a, a, a very um, you know important message that you try to get across, and, and let my listeners know what that message is. Well, I think the most important thing, Mike, is for the listeners to know that my life has been completely changed from what it used to be when I played baseball, and through all all the trials and tribulations that I went through. Uh, I think people just saw me as that and didn't really know that uh would my life ever be different and, and today you know i, I get a chance to be a, a evangelist who travels the country 250 times out of the year preaching the gospel uh because god transformed my life and you know i i think when i look back mike i look at uh, gary carter and mookie wilson two teammates who i saw live for christ when they were playing baseball and i really wanted what they had but i just didn't have the guts to go get it and i knew it was real i knew that they lived different i could tell by when they went out to dinner with us and then they would say after dinner they were going back to the hotel and see us at the ballpark at the game tomorrow and the rest of us was headed out somewhere to have some fun so i just knew it was something different and special about them and i just admired them and i wished i could live like them but i didn't but uh today i i, I experienced that in my life today the way i live was there a moment during that time, Daryl, when you didn't follow, you know, the Gary Carters of the world and you went the other way? Did, did you ever by yourself say, I really want to stop doing this or I don't want to go out this time or, 
you know, did, did you ever think about and say, okay, this is the time, this is the time, but you, but you just never did it. Did, did you ever have that, that moment where you came really, really close, I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Yeah. I think a lot, a lot of people do that. I did that myself said, well, this is the time I don't want to live like this and, you know, be out chasing women and, and drinking, partying drugs and, you know, uh, you know, but when you live a sinful life, you live separated. So you're, you're, you're not equipped, you know, to just stop naturally by yourself because, you know, sin is very powerful. And I think people don't pay attention to that. And that's how powerful it was in my life. It just kept pulling me because it likes the flesh. The flesh likes everything. And, you know, that's that was naturally seen and everything. So, you know, I realized that I had to do some real work and I had to uh, really follow some different principles if I really want to live like a Gary Carter or Mookie Wilson because they were actually living it in front of us and a lot of us saw that and we just didn't understand you know how could you live like that and, and not want to have fun and you know they didn't separate themselves from us as teammates but they didn't live the lifestyle that a lot of us did. So when I'm a kid in 80 I was seven years old when you guys won the World Series in 86 I'm a Yankee fan I was a Yankee fan then I still am now but I was rooting for you guys because, come on, Daryl, I'm not rooting for Boston, you know. Um, but my my favorite player growing up was Don Mattingly. Uh, Gary Carter was like my 1A. And I wrote to Gary, and he sent me back a 5 by 7 photo of him signed in blue ink. It wasn't a facsimile. It was real. And then you fast forward to 2010, and I interviewed Gary. He pulled a chair up next to me. He said, sit right down. He was signing autographs for all the fans, you know, coming in. You know, everybody pays for the ticket, and they come in. You know how that goes. You do it a lot. And um, I told him the story, and he was like, wow, that's really great. And I and I said, yeah, do you have time for a couple questions? He said, as long as you want. And he pulls up the chair, and he was so kind. And then I told both of those stories to his widow a few years later at the induction ceremony on Sunday. And she, you know, was very emotional, was crying. And I'm just wondering what he was like as a teammate. I, I can't imagine a better teammate than Gary Carter. No, there, there was not a better teammate than him. You know, here's the guy that got persecuted by many because of his faith and the way he lived. And I think they looked at him and saw that he was smiling and he was always happy. And guys couldn't believe that he was always happy like that. And I realized that he was free. You know, I you know, I loved Gary. I, I didn't have any problems with you know, being happy like that I because I knew that I wanted that. I think a lot of other guys envied that and jealous was jealousy. The jealousy was real because they wanted to be like that and be happy. It is a guy loved playing baseball, loved God, and he loved his family. And every player on our team got a chance to see that and got a chance to witness that. But, you know, most guys wouldn't, you know, really understand what it was because Gary was free inside. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't bogged down because he was chasing after money or women or life or success. He already had fame and everything. And so, you know, from the understanding of Sandy, Gary had, Gary had been a Christian in his whole career. You know, he got persecuted his whole career because of uh, his lifestyle and the way he lived. So, but he's a prime example that God used his life to touch other people's lives. He touched my life. That's why I'm a, a believer today. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing today because I saw him live that life and I saw the way he treated people and loved people. The New York Times bestselling author, Daryl Strawberry, uh, with Lee Weeks, of course. The book is out online where books are sold in major bookstores. Go pick it up. It's called Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life Forward by Greg Laurie. Um, you know, it, it's amazing. You were a number one overall pick. I mean, you, you live with that your your whole career. The pressure is enormous. I mean, 
I don't know, unless you turn into Willie Mays or Hank Aaron, I mean, I guess there's people out there who feel like you never live up to being number one overall. How hard is that? That pressure has got to be so fierce, Daryl. Well, it could be a tremendous amount of pressure playing in a bigger city. You know, a lot of number one picks that played at different places, their expectations wasn't high. You know, but playing in New York City, the expectations is always going to be high. And I'm grateful for the expectations. I'm grateful for what I achieved. I'm grateful for my downfalls. I'm grateful for what happened to me from a public perception. Because look at my life today. It's been changed. You know, I've been 13 years uh, preaching. I've been in, I've been saved and changed for 18 years and living a different life and been in ministry for you know the last 18 years and 13 years of preaching and my whole life changed so i i I don't have any complaints i mean i think people look at it from the natural standpoint uh the hall of fame man i'd rather be in god's kingdom hall of faith like gary used to tell me he said god's going to use you one day because of your heart you're so good you know and i see that in you and he told me that and i just man i'm just I'm so amazed that, you know, some people like him, they saw something different in me as far as baseball. He said, this baseball won't mean anything. He says, what God's going to do in your life is going to be incredible. So, you know, I had people speak into my life like um, Kid Carter and the conversations we had before that was personal. And I don't really tell a lot of folks, but, you know, it, it means a great deal to me that my life would be standing on the platform today with leaders, pastors and leaders who appreciate me um, leading people to the Lord Jesus Christ. You win a World Series in 1986 with the Mets. You win three with the Yankees. How is it similar when those two teams are owning New York in their specific time? It's hard for people to understand, but in 86 and the 80s, the Mets owned New York, not the Yankees. So when when you win a World Series with the Mets and own New York, and then you win three with the Yankees and you own New York, how are those experiences similar and how are they different? Uh, they're, they're the same. You know, they're just two different teams with a uh, different name. They're in the same city. So the feeling's and the same. The whole thing is the same. The feeling's the same. Okay. I mean, the first the first feeling is, is incredible. Sure. Uh, you know, with the Mets at '86, you can't replace that. You know, of course, for me, that uh, because I was young at that time, and you know, we won. We're top, like you said, the Mets. We owned the city in the '80s. You know, from you know '84, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine until '90, and then the Yankees came. And, and then when I went over to the Yankees, I got a chance to taste uh, a, a real good opportunity. With the, the boss gave me an opportunity to taste and see what the Yankee organization was like. And, and I'm forever grateful for George because he was a man of loving people and caring for people. While everybody else was persecuting people, he was the one loving people. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's amazing when you see people like that that know that they have a heart bigger than your situation. And um, being able to play for the Yankees and win three championships over there with those guys, with Joe Torre, that organization, it was just a wonderful time. And it was just like a, a family atmosphere that I got to build in, uh, with those guys and, and have the opportunity to be successful over there with them. Yeah, I mean, you had so many unbelievable moments and big hits with the Yankees and um, almost kind of like a renaissance type of deal. And you looked like you were hitting in your prime. I remember the 96 ALCS, you blasted those home runs. I think he had three and five RBI. You hit well over 400. Um, you know, you come back in 98, obviously, another World Series win, 24 homers, 100 games played. Um, you know, you battled colon cancer that year as well. Um, 99, the ALDS against Texas. I mean, you had so many big-time moments. Man, when, when you hit a home run in that Yankee uniform in October, I mean, what's going through your body? <laughs> uh, well, it's just, it's just a moment of, of greatness that happens, you know, and that's, that's what players dream of. 
is to play in those kind of games and, and come through in big games. You know, I've seen it so many times and I've done it over on the other side, you know, with the match, you know, playing in big games. And, you know, big games didn't bring about fear and doubt in me. It brought my best ability out when I'm facing the guy. And I just know that if he makes a mistake, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to deliver. And I was always prepared to deliver when once a pitcher makes a mistake, because he makes a mistake every at bat. And sometimes you miss it. And, and where there, there's, there's times that I'm not going to miss it. When you talk about the big home runs, I hit those postseason plays. I didn't miss, you know, I was right on top of those guys in those situations. And that's what baseball is all about. You know, you live for that and being able to do it in the Yankee uniform and celebrate it on the, in the Bronx was just incredible with the Yankee fans, just as well as the Mets fans. You know, New York fans are, 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 are dear to my heart and, and for all that they've uh, been through with me. And they love me through everything. And everybody else might have turned against me, Mike, but the New York fans never turned against me. And that's one thing I love about them. Tommy Lasorda, we just you know lost um, Tommy, a ton of Hall of Famers most recently, as you know. It's just been a brutal year-plus year stretch. But you played for Tommy, and, and obviously you played for Joe Torre. Um, what did those two guys teach you the most? Well, I think what they teach you is, is to really just be yourself and have fun. Uh, I think they allow you just to be a player. Uh, they don't add pressure to you. I, that's what I love about them. You know, they, they're baseball people. They've been around baseball a long time. They understand the game. They've seen all kind of players come. And, you know, when they see a player that, you know, has the talent, they just love the fact that you could just be yourself. And, you know, that's what the game should be about. You know, it shouldn't be putting pressure on yourself to play. You know, I've been playing this game since I was a little kid. And I think that's why I never play, uh, played under so much pressure. That's why I played to, you know, have fun. And, and played to win, and I think those guys, you know, we lost Tommy. Tommy was a dear friend, and, um, you know, I love his wife, Joe. I know his daughter, daughter, and, you know, I just know that um, him, you know, losing his life is, is, is a big loss to, to baseball, the baseball family. You know, what a special guy and what a special friend, and, and Joe Torrey is just an amazing person uh, who, who just allowed players to, you know, really just enjoy the game and have fun, and, you know, he's never – turned his back on the player. He's never said anything bad about a player in the paper or anything like that. So I'm forever thankful for having the opportunity to play for Joe Torrey. couple more quick questions for baseball great Daryl Strawberry. The new book is out, Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life, online where books are sold, and, of course, major bookstores. Is there a chapter that's your favorite, Daryl, in this book? Yeah, I think uh, I, I usually go to Chapter 5. Um, that's one of my favorites, you know, when you get to Chapter 5. You know, and it's about, you know, uh, let me get to it. I think it's about receiving, uh, rec- uh, yeah, chapter five, yeah, the fifth inning, uh, was, I think it's about, you know, where I talked about, uh, releasing God's grace, you know, and I think that, you know, we have to release that to others because he gives it to us. I think, you know, so many of us think of ourselves so highly and think we're so, so important. And like I said before, I just watched Gary Carter. I just watched him give grace to everybody that was around him. And it was incredible. You know, even when things were said about him, you know, from other players and stuff like that, he just smiled and turned the other way. And uh, I just don't think I could have ever done that when I was playing. But I know today I could do that when people have something to say, you know, it's not really important. I just need to release the grace of God to them. What do you hope people say when they're done reading the book? Well, I hope they come out and get an understanding that, you know, my life has been completely restored to a different place, uh, that I'm a different person from the guy that put on the uniform and hit home runs. And 
and add the troubles off the field and people could say if if I could have, should have. No, it was supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. And here I come to be a man of faith and here I come to lead people. God called me on a platform that I get a chance to preach in large churches across this nation and I get to lead people to Christ like Billy Graham did. That is pretty amazing. I'm nowhere close to a Billy Graham, but I love who Billy Graham is and was. And when I watch his videos and the way he preached the gospel and the way he allowed the Holy Spirit to convict the people that you need God. You know, at the end of the day of your life, you're going to need this God because you're a sinner and you need to save it. You know, and it's not pointing at your sin, but we're telling you who we are, that we need a Savior that can save us from our sinful ways. So I'm so thankful for Billy Graham and his ministry and all he did for the kingdom of God. We're coming up on another baseball season. I'll close with this. I I, I got to get your take on, you know, the game today. And there's a lot of people down on it because of the analytics and the, 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 the pace and... Um, you know the ratings are down, etc. Uh, what do you, what do you like still about the game? You know, do you, do you think the sports in trouble? Just kind of have the stage on on the state of the union with baseball here, Daryl. Well, I just think you know they've gotten away from you know what it used to be. You know, playing the game the way it used to be played, and you know we didn't have instant replays. You had to live with a call. Uh, you could break up a double play. You can't break up a double play. You gotta you know give the guy the rights, and you can't run a catch over. What do you mean he can't run a catch over? He's blocking the plate. I'm going to run him over. You know, this is baseball. I mean, so I think they've gotten away from a lot of things that that, that I think have turned people off from the game. And that's probably why the ratings are down, you know, and, and, you know, it's gone in a different direction. And and the thing, the fact is, is everybody's trying to be a home run hitter. Everybody's got Mm -hmm. an upswing, you know. It's incredible to see a guy that can't fundamentally lay down a bunt and put a bunt over to move a guy over to get a run in and stuff like that because everybody's swinging for the – and you know that's that's that is not good for baseball. Let home runs hitters be home run hitters, and you be who you are. I think everybody think, well, if I hit thirty home runs, I'm going to get the big contract, you know. And so, you know, but you're not going to hit thirty home runs. You're going to probably hit five at the most, yeah. you know. And then you know, how, how high is your strikeout rate? It's going to be for a guy that's a middle infielder that's supposed to be putting the ball in play and being consistent. Well, and it's funny, you bring up the replay from a long time ago. You had to deal with the calls. Guess what? When we didn't have the replay a lot, Daryl, they got more calls right than they do now, you know? I, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. You know, you have to deal with them. You know, the umpires are just like players. No one's perfect out there. Everybody's going to make a mistake. And if you make a mistake, you have the right to, you know, have that argument with him. And if you get kicked out of the game, that's, oh, well, that's just it. That's how it was sometimes, you know, and you live with it. But, um, you know, I think, you know, going back and forth with the instant replay to say, let's go take a minute to see if it's fair or foul. No, you made the call. Mm-hmm. Let's live with it and let's play. Yeah, no doubt. Mets, Dodgers, Giants, Yankees, eight-time All-Star, four-time World Series champion, and a New York Times best-selling author. It's Daryl Strawberry with Lee Weeks. Go get the book right now online where books are sold, major bookstores. Turn your season around, How God Transforms Your Life, the forward by Greg Laurie, and some awesome testimonials from the likes of Mariana Rivera, Jack Graham, Albert Pujols, and others. Daryl Strawberry, thank you so much for your time. Continued success, man. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Welch and Company Jewelers, Rosie's Corner, Bryant and Stratton College, and our great friends at Camillus Golf Club. If you're in and around Central New York, Greater New York State area this summer, 
and spring, you gotta go play Camilla's awesome landscape, great greens, and stop by for a burger after your round as well. You can get their membership right now for 2021 as well. So make sure you just go ahead and visit their website at CamillusHillsGolfClub.com. That's CamillusHillsGolfClub.com. It's a shop maker's course, and you won't be disappointed when you go play Camillus Golf Club. CamillusHillsGolfClub.com. A tip of the cap thank you as well to Ken's Auto Detailing and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the ML Sports Platter as well. Jack Armstrong, Daryl Strawberry, amazing guests. It's all a part of the Brawl Network. Hit us on Twitter at Network Brawl and download and subscribe to all the podcasts on your uh, smartphone device, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, and anywhere else. And, of course, you can get me on Twitter at Mike L Sports as well. Wow, two great guests, two amazing, amazing personalities, and a legend in Daryl Strawberry on the field and now off the field. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Lowe's Provember event is back. In celebration of pros, we're offering special values on top tools to get any job done right. Head into Lowe's and check out the largest selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories. Right now, you can get a guaranteed tough DeWalt 20-volt max bear tool free when you buy a DeWalt 20-volt max drill or impact driver kit. Shop in-store or order online. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Valid through 1-5 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. U.S. only. Lowe's Provember event is back. In celebration of pros, we're offering special values on top tools to get any job done right. Head into Lowe's and check out the largest selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories. Right now, you can get a guaranteed tough DeWalt 20-volt max bear tool free when you buy a DeWalt 20-volt max drill or impact driver kit. Shop in-store or order online. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Valid through 1-5 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. U.S. only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.